Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, The Rock, a weekly podcast that talks about rock and metal news, alternative, punk, indie, everything in between, all the current events, upcoming events, and everything we can think of, and a lot of random stories and tangents come off the top of our heads. With me today, once again, is Go Gretchen. Say hi, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Okay, I don't need a dad joke to start the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you ever... What what huh. do we need to start over? Do we really need to start over? <laughs> oh wow, did my dad joke break you? Was it your dad joke? Because I'm pretty sure that's been around since the time of dads. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, okay, good one. <laughs> Sounds just like me as an impression. Yep. Anyway, Gretchen's in somewhat of a good mood because there's a certain tour that's coming around her neck of the woods. Well, I, I say good mood, however, we get more and more incoming news as the weeks go by. Um, the Hella Mega Tour has been announced. The Hella Mega Ultra Papa Punka Tour, and whatever other adjectives you want to say. <laughs> wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah, I, it might as well be called that at that point. But sure. regardless of whether you like these bands or not, this is a huge tour. Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer, and Ooh. the Interrupters opening. That is a massive tour, and these are stadium events too. Wrigley Field, where and where are they playing in D.C. where the Nationals play? Yeah, the, the baseball stadium. The Eagles okay. played there last summer, so it is massive. Right. These are big events. They're playing where the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars play in the stadium down there in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. So these are mammoth. This is going to be a huge deal. It doesn't start till the middle of 2020, so they got plenty of time. You know they're going to make a big stage presentation for Green mm -hmm. Day alone let alone Fall Out Boy and Weezer, because Weezer does crazy stuff too. I mean, when I saw Weezer a couple of months ago, Rivers was riding around in a mobile pirate ship around the, around the crowd. That's fantastic. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen Fall Out Boy. No, I've, I've never seen any of them. Yeah, I've only seen Weezer. I've always, always wanted to see in Green Day. And they're, yep. the closest they're coming to me is Chicago, unless I do want to fly out like to see in D.C., if like we can make that work. But that's so far away, there's no yeah. way to really tell. There's also a slight problem for buying tickets. Hey, Gretchen, how expensive <laughs> are these tickets for Hello Megator? Well, it depends on which one you want. But when I went on there today, because um, if you like having an American Express card, you can already get tickets. Ooh, okay. And, and so I just like, you know, I just put best available. Um, and they are like the floor seats. So they're down on the field. Um, and Good. I think it came to roughly almost $500 for two tickets. <laughs> and that's not even like, like it's off to the side. So that's it, not dead center. No, it's not dead center. That's just off. That's one of the sections off to the side. And is like, that a seat or oh is God. that like general admittance pit? And no, it is a seat. Um, okay. Yeah. When I was looking earlier, I couldn't even find like pit tickets. It didn't even have it as an option. I'm willing to bet that's what they're trying to figure out still with the um, the way the stages will be set up on the fields. Yeah. Because like some people have already gotten pit tickets. Right. Um, but some some venues aren't offering them yet. $500 to have a side view of Pete uh -huh. Wentz. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'll be busy. I was about to say, yeah, there are some concerts I'm willing to pay that much for, depending. And it's a very limited amount. But yeah. yeah, I'm not feeling when, for that. Exactly. When Tool made their arena tour the in the spring of this year, before the album announcement, like this was their first tour in a long, long time. And they did like 10 arena shows along with mm. Welcome to Rockville. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think like front row was like $800. It was a mm -hmm. seat though. And it was literally right up front. It's like you could yeah. see everyone. Yeah. And like, so, and like that yeah. makes sense. Right. And that's an arena too. Like that's like, this is where the St. Louis Blues played. So this right. was a big arena in a comfortable AC setting. Don't get me wrong. The place smelled like Colorado, but still <laughs> it was a great show. And like that, I could see the money, but yeah. $500 for a seat far away to the side. Yeah. And I mean, that is for two tickets. Keep it. Oh, mind. it's for two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Excuse me. So 250 for a seat. Yeah, but that's still for to, for it to not be in the center. Like it's it's like okay, you're I, not honestly, even anywhere in front of the stage. If that's the case, then no. I was gonna say if it's 250, but it's like just kind of to the side, but you could still comfortably see the entire stage. That I get. But if it's like farther away from the side and you have to pit people in front of you, like the actual general admittance pit or VIP yeah. pit, then yeah. no. And no, and no. according to, I mean, I only looked at the one venue. But according to the layout, the pit is massive. I believe it. That's how Green Day always does it, though. Like, Green Day goes into the crowd, too. Because, mm -hmm. like, they have walkways and stuff that they walk down when they're mm -hmm. playing and things like that. So they make, they're make they really smart with that because people pay top dollar for those pit general admittance seats. Oh, yeah. Standing room, I guess I should say. Yeah. And that makes it awesome. I'm just thinking that's a ton of money and mm -hmm. that's a lot of uh, spoiled pop punk brats all trying to climb in and try to... <laughs> just sing along to the fallout boy hits yeah even though they were probably born before they were actually hits you know and yeah i'm being mean but i'm just uh i'm just thinking no i i make jokes like that honestly they have made so much money and this tour doesn't even start until next year mm -hmm. yeah that yeah. is ridiculous so i don't hate and i say this in all honesty i would I would go to that tour. I would shoot that tour if I could, because I love mm -hmm. shooting Weezer and I've always wanted to see Green Day. Right. Fall Out Boy, I can take or leave. I think their best days are behind them. I However, say, I love their older stuff. Right. And see that I totally understand. Um, I think it's more of a, I don't know. It's just an age thing. Their directions mm -hmm. have changed a bit. Yeah. So that's just my opinion though. I know I'm sure I'll get the Fall Out Boy community if they ever hear this the youtube channel isn't as strong as the main channel but or the podcast channel isn't as strong as the main channel but still with the news of the hella mega tour breaking and the tour dates what we also got were three brand new singles from each band and upcoming al album info mm -hmm. and we'll go through one by one i won't go through all the album info because there's so many details pending for it yeah. for upcoming stuff but i do want to talk about the songs themselves and i'll put the links in the youtube cards and in the description below and if you're watching on youtube if you go to getrock.net it'll be on the actual linked page with all the other info i post so gresham and i've heard all three songs i think a lot of people have that checked it out with the hell if you're interested in the hell mega tour when it broke mm -hmm. um first and foremost the most confusing because we're going to go through green day because they are the true headliners of this tour i was about to ask what is the the order if I'm correct, it's the order that I set it in. Green Day, Fall Out Boy, Weezer. Okay, so Weezer would come on first? Um, after the Interrupters. They have like the opening band right. the Interrupters, yeah. Okay. Correct. I, I was wondering, so I'm like, they're all kind of like on par, really. I would put Green Day above, I honestly would put Green Day above Weezer and Fall Out Boy, but yeah, they're still very, very close and high, highly regarded and successful, so I can't really knock either way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, we'll start with Green Day. Green Day by far had the most interesting opening single for their upcoming new album. Mm, and it's, okay, <laughs> I use the word interesting. 
This record is the new, as it describes on the YouTube uh, description for the song. Soul, Motown, Glam, and Manic Anthem, Punks, Freaks, and Punishers, The Dirty, Messy, The Stink, and then it goes into the lyrics and blah, 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 blah. But the name of the song, Father of All, and the single is out now. It's been out since September 10th, so a few days. Gretchen, what did you think of this song? I, I mean, for me, it's first of all the weakest of the three. I agree. Um, that came out. I honestly just don't know what they were going for. Like, it sounds nothing like them. Like, I, that's I just, a fair. That is a fair assessment. I get what you mean by that. So, I mean, there were moments where I'm like, all right, that's that's a little Green Day esque, but otherwise, I'm like. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I mean, it definitely has the least replay value of the three. Yeah. And when the first song first started off with uh, the drumming coming in from Trey, I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. This is really starting to roll in. And then Billy Joe comes out of nowhere with his voice pitched way out mm-hmm. of his range. I, I guess the technical term would be a falsetto, but even calling it a falsetto is not doesn't feel right. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't even call it that because, oh man, he was all over the place. And the song feels like it takes three different directions. It's just like yes. so many, just different elements. Mm-hmm. I describe it this way. Like you can tell the blueprints that Green, Play ha- Green Day had, like they knew what they, all the things they wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. However, when they finally made the final product going by that blueprint, it did not work out at all. Yeah, it looked good on paper, but yeah. wasn't executed very well. And it's it's not the worst song ever. It's not the worst Green Day no. song ever. It's okay. totally listen. You can listen to it. You don't get a headache. But of the three, it's definitely the weakest, and it's definitely the most. You you scratch your head while listening to it, going especially in the first minute, mm-hmm. just really thinking, what is going on? It's and, one of those songs that, like, if even if you listen to it multiple times, you're like, do I like this? Yes, like, and I might but I'm not sure. And I'm a Green Day fan too. And even mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, Man, I, I love Green Day. Yeah. Because I'm I'm the more 90s Green Day. A lot of people are the more 2000s Green Day or later mm-hmm. Green Day. But at the same time, I think both of our generations are like, I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what, what, what the end goal was. Billy, are you okay? <laughs> Billy? <laughs> little Billy? I don't want to call him Little Billy. Billy can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> He's grounded for making that song. Yeah, basically. So Father of All is available now. What, please, I'm going to ask the question all three times, but let me know in the audience, in the comments, what do you think of Father of All, the first of these three Hello Mega singles? Uh, I don't know. It's definitely the weakest for me. And yeah. it's not even that it's bad. It's just confusing and it does not resonate well. There's not, there's not much replay value. You, it's hard to get into because there's just there's so much going on and it doesn't stick well. Like it does not much of it's memorable after you're done listening to it. Yeah, it's just it's just a lot going on. It's one of those songs like Green Day has such a distinct sound yeah. that if I heard this without knowing it was Green Day, I would not be able to determine that it is a Green Day song. Right. And for Green Day, that's a big deal because Green Day has yeah. always had a very successful rate of people like identifying with them. Yep. So I really don't know what else to say about that. Um, hey, I would definitely, I would still have high hopes for the new album when it comes out. I'd be, oh, yeah. I'd be surprised 
if it's bad because Green Day has not done anything bad in several years. Mm-hmm. And even by definition of bad, their worst is still better than a lot of people's best. Okay. So Absolutely. I, yeah. So everyone re- listening, what do you think of Father of All, the first single by Green Day? Because Gretchen and I are uh, confused. Yeah. Befuddled. <laughs> So just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Again, we don't hate it. We're just we don't get it. Maybe that's it. We question it. Yeah. Exactly. So after that, we move on to Fallout Boy and Dear Future Self with featuring Wyclef John. I haven't heard that name in a while, by the way. I was about to say that was that that came out of left field. I right. Was, I was like, why? They kept that, well, first of all, they kept that real quiet. All three bands yeah. did. They like they did a great job of keeping the tour and these singles secret. Mm-hmm. And they Good. announced a big t- a ton of news all at once. And that's awesome for them. I love it when people and bands can actually do that now in 2019, mm-hmm. where even a blip on the internet will cause the entire cascading effect and everyone's everyone knows everyone's secrets. Right. But with Fallout Boy, Dear Dear Future Self, hands up featuring Wyclef Jean. I'll be. I'll start with this one since you started with Green Day. I have to be honest. This is the best new Fallout Boy song I've heard in years. Mm-hmm. By leaps and bounds, after the absolute train wreck that Mania was, I still can't get over how bad that album was. <laughs> this song is better than all of the best parts of Mania put together, and then some. If the upcoming future album from Fallout Boy is on par with Dear Future Self. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, see, I never heard Mania. So I. Oh, I'm jealous. I really, I really can't compare it. I feel like I missed out, though. You, Gretchen, that's <laughs> like saying you missed out on a root canal. And I don't know. I just want to see why it's so bad. And that's I say root canal point. because that's what some of the music sounds like on the album electronic beep boops and just weird chipmunk vocal effects and oh. piercing, ringing, grating sounds and Pete Wentz trying uh, uh, i don't know i for everyone interested on my top eight top five or excuse me top five worst albums of 2018 that was number three of the year Mm. of the worst and i stand by that i know some of the coliseum guys also had it on theirs um i know crash i know for a fact crash it was tied for the worst album of the year for him jeez it's really that bad 100 percent Oh my gosh. Also, just to give you an idea, it came out in January of 2018 and people uh-huh. still remembered how bad it was all the way throughout 2018. That's pretty rough. Yeah. So I would recommend, um, if you don't want to get the full blast of it, I totally understand. I play a couple of clips in my top five worst of 2018 video. Maybe check that out before you really want to dive headfirst into whatever that was. Because I... I can't even see Fall Out Boy playing a lot of Mania songs at this Hella Mega Tour. I wonder if they will. Because, I mean, you, you got to know that they, 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 they know that people disliked it so much, right? I think so. Like you would think? Uh, and so... And maybe they don't care. And also, uh-huh. this, this is a great point to pull out. The Damn Things had an album come out this year, too. And that includes two members of Fall Out Boy, not Pete Wentz. Mm-hmm. And it was great. This was like a super group project that like came back for their second album after nine years with the guitar with the guitarist from Anthrax, Ian uh, and Scott Ian. And yeah, and also the singer from Every Time I Die. And it's just such this amazing album. It's fun. It's not like this 
heavy shredding metal. No, it's not. It's a fun groove rock out al- like fun rock album. That's upbeat. It's catchy. It's loud. It's in your face. It's a blast. And you hear it and you keep thinking, why is it this fallout boy? Why can't fallout boy this be this fun? Right. Why is Pete Wentz making this beep boop music that sounds like someone turned on a blender and threw a fork inside it and just recorded the sounds? Oh, oh dear. Oh. <laughs> so I don't like mania. We've gotten past that. I was say clearly. <laughs> Dear Future Self is upbeat. This is probably the most reminiscence of the 2000s Fallout Boy mm-hmm. that they've been in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. The only thing that I didn't like about it in particular, um, and I'm glad I watched the music video because it mm-hmm. had the lyrics there. The, can- the candy music video? Or the yeah. ice cream music video? Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot going on. It was a lot of pink. Yes. Um, I, there were moments where I couldn't understand what was actually being sung. Yeah, that's... And, and so I was glad that the lyrics were in the description so I they could are. follow it. But there were moments where I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, and but one of the lyric lines... good. <laughs> hands up, ready for the boom, you know. Never mind the rocket launcher, talking about a tune. This mm-hmm. is a very Fall Out Boy lyric written song. <laughs> to put it politely but again this song is not bad this no, song no, is and bounds better than mania and anything else that um fall out boy's done in quite it took quite a while mm-hmm. why john sounded fine too i mean i admit this sounds mean he probably didn't need to be in it yeah not memorable he didn't add a ton no maybe um, i don't know that's just yeah. me say take that for what it's worth but at the same time, I think back to it and I don't really remember. Was he in it? Yes, he was. Uh, but at the same time, he just didn't add that much. So, with that, I say it's still not bad. He didn't hurt the song anyway, he didn't like it, wasn't a detriment. So, I'd rather have that all day than anything else. Fall Out Boy's done before this at like the last four years. Oh, dear. Yeah, uh, not a fan of Mania. I will never get over that. That was, I made this, like, I said this factually, and it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like, when that album came out in January of 2018, well over a year and a half ago, the day it came out, that Friday, people were hitting me up, asking me to do it, regretting the past on it. It hadn't even been a day. Wow. That is not regretting the past. That's regretting (laughs) breakfast. That's regretting this morning. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> so I, I just kept getting that feeling. So, and as time went on, it's aged even worse. Uh, oh, and yeah. okay, I should stop harping on Mania because Fall Out Boy did something good. Dear Future Self is worth checking out. Good job, guys. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good rebound. You got a great tour coming up and you made a song worth hearing. Yeah, you it is fun. You did everything right. <clears throat> So I leave that the second question to everyone listening. What did you think of Dear Future Self? I'll have a link in the description below and on getrock.net. What did you think of this song? Especially if you've been following following Fallout Boy over the past few years, especially since they were their return. Mm. What do you think of it? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's on par? Do you think it's worse? Let us know because this, in my opinion, is the strongest of the three singles. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know so that. That's mm. just me. I really feel that way too. Okay. 
And with that, we'll move on to the final one with Weezer. And Weezer is going for a little bit of a new direction with Van Weezer, the new album. They're going to take a page out of Van Halen's playbook. I know. I I got to admit, I'm intrigued. I want to check it out. The name of the album is called Van Weezer. It's going to be out probably, I can't imagine it would be this year. Probably next year. Which one was the one that said May, but could be sooner? <laughs> I don't even well, know anymore. It was it was either Fallout Boy or Weezer. This whole like, album, this whole year has been such a crazy year for good music in a good way. But so yeah. much has come out. Oh yeah, so much in rock and metal and alternative has come out in 2019 that really revitalized a lot of bands and a lot of like following for just an audience in general. And that's such a great thing. Weezer's The End of the Game, which is their new song that's going to be on Van Weezer, the album, also came out a couple days ago. I like the song. It's very different. It does not feel like Weezer. This is a very, much more electronic 80s ballad style Weezer. So think nerdy Weezer trying to pretend to be Van Halen <laughs> without all the girls flocking after him. I like that description. Yeah. I mean, the guitar hooks, that's what really stuck out with me for Weezer, though. The guitar play on this one is fun. That's what hooks you in. Mm-hmm. And that's I, like, you, yeah. you hear like the little, like the riffs and the solo in the middle. I mean, it really does remind you of those 80s style songs, like for hair metal, the uh, glam rock, stuff like that. Just on a yeah. light little, tr- maybe like almost like a tribute to it. It's not like full blown. Mm-hmm. You're not embarrassed to hear it. Like, oh man, I don't want like people knowing I'm listening to this. No, it's good. It's fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you say that the Fallout Boy one was your favorite of the three. This one was my favorite. Was it really? Okay. No, yeah. I totally get that too. I like this one fine as well. Um, so I, the music video is a little interesting. It's uh, very strange. <laughs> I again, and I told Gretchen this earlier. That's just Weezer. That's just yeah. the band in general. I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's be. I mean, this is not even like top twenty thing. Top twenty of the weird things Weezer's done. Right. <laughs> uh, so I mean, again, though, I like the end of the game. I love the the guitar play and the hooks and the little solo, just the tapping, just everything about that. That's what stands out the most for this. I totally get why people would like this song and dig it. I think Mm -hmm. this is better than anything on the Black album that came out earlier, and I like it more than a lot of the covers album from Teal that came out earlier this year. Okay. Because everyone and their mother was praising their cover of Toto's Africa. Oh, that's right. I forget about that. Uh huh. I don't know how I can. I was going to say, how could you forget? Yeah, they drilled it into all of our brains. Everyone did. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. Man, yeah, memory stinks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think the end of the game is a strong song. If this is an indicator of the new album, I think this will be a step up from the black album, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Weezer knows how to have a good time and not take themselves too seriously. And I feel like this is what this song is. And if that's what the album's going to be like at this level of quality, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting because um, I this was the first time I saw Weezer was this year. They put on a good show. And they'll be... If I'm correct, I'm willing to bank that in. They will be playing third on the ballad. And that's still not a bad spot considering the band lineup. Mm-hmm. They're going to make a killing. There will be people there just to see them because Weezer has big fan base. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, it's so weird to think, though, that Green Day was the band that had the, I don't want to call it the stinker of the three, but like the weakest. It's of just, the three. Yeah, it's just not as strong as the other ones. 
Yeah. Or not as not as memorable in a good way. Yes, exactly. A, a memorable itself. I mean, there's so like you really have to play it again to really remember what you heard because yeah, it's it such a, a hodgepodge of just random everything. Yeah. Going on and it just doesn't sink in well. It just doesn't connect. So I think that's the biggest crime. Weezer memorable because you can hear certain elements. It really flows well. Fallout mm -hmm. Boy memorable because it sounds like Fallout Boy from years ago, yeah. but in 2019 like refreshed and this is a song that sounds like something they would want to play and that you would want to hear so all that being said what do you think of weezer's the end of game in the comments below what do you think of weezer in 2019 did you hear the black and teal albums leave a comment about that too all the three i think hell omega tour is going to be awesome i really do yeah. i think oh, it'll yeah, be worth it too. yeah i would go if i could i would shoot it if i could i just there's yeah, no way I can commit to something that's uh less than a like eleven months away. So right, yeah. Uh, I'm, we'll I'm just to... happy that the one closest to me is like a Friday. Exactly, and that's huge too. Yeah, like it, it'd be better if it was a Saturday, obviously. But true, but oh, true, but you can't complain about a Friday show. No, I'll take a Friday. <laughs> exactly, take a Friday any day of the week. Like I think we both had Not Fest on Sunday nights. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of rough the next day. It was, it was a little rough. It was worth it. it. We yeah. both loved it to death. Too, it was amazing for both of us on different different shows in St. Louis and yours is in Virginia Beach? Yeah, it was in, no, it was in Bristow. Bristow, okay. St. Louis and Bristow, but they were both amazing shows and they were totally yeah. worth it. But Monday mornings are a little bit hard after that. Yeah, yeah. So, also, this is, to be fair, this is an apples and oranges. I highly doubt Green Day and Fall Up where as heavy tense as Slipknot and Gojira. Hey, you never know. Okay? I know that, Gretchen. Y I you know never that. know. Come I on. know that for a fact. The I sky will be blue tomorrow and Green Day and Fall Out Boy will not be as intense and crazy as Slipknot's Knotfest. I don't know, Chief. I do. <laughs> I do. Maybe it'll be crazy in a different way. How so? Um, I don't know. I just said yeah, a different way. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't have to give an example. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, another tour that's going on right now. While we talked about like just hodgepodge songs and things like that, we got a hodgepodge tour that's selling very well. Blink 182 with Lil Wayne. Which I still don't understand that, but whatever. You know, I feel like it was a bad idea to begin with. <laughs> I know that's mean because on paper, it sounds like, oh, maybe they're trying to pull two different audiences in to make a really killer show. Half Blink-182 fans, half Lil Wayne fans. And both the fans will like each other's music and that'll just help everything grow and bring together. That did not happen. No, that's that's not how that works. Lil Wayne fans were outnumbered like 100 to 1 at every oh, yeah. single concert. And that's probably being generous. Yeah. Oh. Or not generous, excuse me. That's probably being um, whatever the w word you want to call it. Uh, it's probably more than that. It was probably more than 100 to 1. Yeah. At the same time, Lil Wayne has canceled out of several shows already. At yep. one point, he even said on stage, I'm probably not going to keep doing this tour anymore. What, which, was that the one in Virginia? I think it was, yes. Because that was the one where he said that there wasn't enough of like his fans. Exactly. Yeah, there, exactly. And then stormed off stage after like, a couple songs, uh, like, a like one or two uh, songs. Song. Yeah. So <laughs> I played like three or four songs of a big amphitheater tour. Uh -huh. This like 
over 10,000 every night easy. Yep. I mean, this tour is selling great because of Blink. And I think that kind of oh, probably yeah. hurts it a little bit too, because he's not, they call it a co-headlining tour, but when 95 to 99% of all fans are here to see Blink, yeah, mm -hmm. I could see where there being a little bit of tension there. Yeah, but at the same time, there's the potential. Yeah, that I agree. Fans yeah. could become. I know. Fans. It's true. It's true. And you know what? If Lil Wayne like is as good of an entertainer and showman, I've never seen him. Maybe no. he can win fan, new fans over. You have a free audience to play for every night on a nice tour where you're raking in cash. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. <sighs> unfortunately, the reason I bring this up here in St. Louis, where I live. On September 14th, Lil Wayne did not perform. However, oh, it's not because, oh, he just wasn't feeling it, or, oh, it was just a complicated situation. Lil Wayne's turning out to be a little punk. There's no mm -hmm. other nice way to say it. So, uh, the morning of September 14th, at 10.06 a.m. Central Time, he was supposed to play later that night. However, he announced that he will not be doing the show in St. Louis. I, uh, Gretchen, I'm going to send you a link to the tweet, and I would like you to read Lil Wayne's tweet, if you would. Okay? Okay. This was the announcement, only announcement, Lil Wayne gave about why he's not performing in St. Louis. Okay. Okay, going to let that load. It's worth the wait, I promise. All let right. me know so you see it. Okay, whenever you're ready, and I'll post a link to this on GetRock.net with the podcast video. So, Gretchen... What did Lil Wayne say about why he's not performing in St. Louis? I'm sorry, do you want me to read this? As, as it's written, correct. All right. All right, let me use my, my English degree. Sorry, not doing the show tonight in St. Louis because I was just kicked out the Ritz and 12 got involved, so I got a slide. Y'all FW me out here. Damn slime. It's all love, though. First of all, Gretchen said that perfectly. She read it exactly verbatim as it was written. Thank Second you, of all, you. Gretchen, um, your English degree, is that what's going to help you with this? Uh, I don't know. The comments underneath are hysterical. Yes, they are. <laughs> First, <laughs> to decipher what it is. But yes, there's some gold in the comments, too. You can probably scroll down if you click on the link on what I posted on the website. Anyway, uh, so what happened was... Lil Wayne was staying at the Ritz and there's, and he's saying 12 got involved, which meaning the cops got involved and he had to slide. And he was also saying he got kicked out of the Ritz. He felt disrespected and he's gone. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> well, this morning on September 16th, which is we're, we're recording it tonight on the 16th, uh, the Ritz in St. Louis responded exactly with uh, facts, statements, reports, and what exactly happened. Lil Wayne was smoking inside the hotel. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And it's a non-smoking hotel, too. It got to the point where people were complaining in the rooms. Like, oh, in those neighbor rooms. And this is a nice hotel. Mm. Like, this is not well, yeah, uh, Motel 6. It's a Blink-182 <laughs> and, and Lil Wayne told you know, they're going to get someplace nice yeah. and convenient. So um, what happened was management and the services at the hotel called Lil Wayne and asked him if he's going to smoke so much, could he at least go to the balcony? Right. Well, that's, that's not asking too much. That's what offended Lil Wayne. That's why he didn't do the show. 
But just because they told him to go outside? Yes. Oh. Wow. He took that as, what, you're not going to let me smoke? All right, well, that, by the way, he wasn't just smoking jewel packs or E6. I'll let you read into well, that, whatever you want. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was that upset. And then he said 12 got involved. He said the cops got involved. Mm-hmm. The Ritz confirmed no one called the cops. Oh. Their staff didn't. None of the guests did. So they don't even know where that came from. Oh. Wait, did the... Cops actually show up, though? No, nope. Oh. Okay. That so when I say sense that. So when I say Lil Wayne's being a punk, I honestly feel now he's making excuses and just going off the handle just to get out of doing shows on this tour. I was going to say, I don't feel like it tonight, so what can I come <laughs> up with? Oh, like he's like with his like roadies and his crew and his handler and like with him. Listen, guys. I do not want to play tonight. I'm fed up. (laughs) Any excuse you can think of is good. We're going to sit in this room. I'm going to smoke four grand worth of pot. And we're going to think of something. And then the phone rang from management. And that's the first idea they came up with. And they took it. Be like, I got it. Brilliant. (laughs) Oh, that's good enough for me. We'll just pretend to be offended. And then they just went with that. Pretend to be offended. Uh, I'm like, if this was the thing is, if this was the first indication of this, like say Lil Wayne was performing on every single show with Blink every night and never complained once. And Mm. then this happened. I at least could give some benefit of the doubt. At least a a smidge, you know, like maybe it was just miscommunication. Maybe something else was happening. Maybe he was too high. But uh, this is a pattern of behavior. He has got to be miserable on this tour. There's no other excuse. No, there really isn't. Like, <sighs> what a pain! So un- I thought, it's, it's go just ahead, so go unpro- It's just so unprofessional. It's Lil Wayne. I mean, I guess you can't expect him to be busting out like the big businessman moves. I, like, I you know still. what? I no, I agree. I totally agree. I'm just mm-hmm. for a big name on a big tour, and that's how you act. Blink could have given that spot to many other bands. Given that to anyone. Many other bands and artists to any genre, really, and it would have sold. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yes. They would have been. They would have hopped all over that. Been like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. We'll carry Blink's gear if you want us to. Uh, I remember a couple years ago when Blink did their tour. uh, Maybe it wasn't Blink. I just a bad example. I'm just saying. There's a lot of different bands that would have jumped through like flaming hoops in order for this spot. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I I cannot feel bad for Lil Wayne. Once this tour is over, I hope Blink just goes, all right, here's your check. See you never. I know. I feel bad for Blink. I do. It puts I, them in a bad spot. Like, because they're because it 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 almost I don't want to say it makes them look bad for deciding to do a tour with. Him, I think I think like but... maybe it does a little bit like just because like man you could have had any other group mm-hmm. you thought this was the good idea why did you pick this yeah. why it just it just it makes it questionable like why they decided this like it begs you want to know more into the inside of this because it was such an odd pairing to begin with and so many people called uh, is this the best idea even though people bought tickets so we're gonna buy tickets no matter what so I don't know and as a fan of Blink. They're going to be fine. They're rolling in the cash. Speaking of that, there's two other things to come up that we want to talk about Blink-182. Their upcoming album, Nine, comes out this Friday. 
They have a couple singles out right now, and I can say this because I actually got a hold of it today. It is excellent. This album is such a bait and switch from the singles and what they alluded. The singles are the worst songs on the album, and I am not the only person to say that. Interesting. Exactly. I'm going to bake this in the album review. Why would they pick that then? I don't know. And that's the thing. I was talking to John from ARTV about this. I was talking to other reviewers, and I'm seeing other like big outlet reviews like saying a lot of the same stuff too like this album is so much better than what the singles alluded to and it's so crazy because it's almost like on a marketing side maybe they put the best or some of the slowest non-blink-esque song as a highlight to trick people and then blow away expectations when the album comes out i mean that would be it's explainable at least yeah it's at least an explanation Another part of me thinks this is how Blink is trolling everyone. And let's be honest, Blink loves them some hijinks. So I can't rule that out. But no matter what the reasoning was, no matter what you think of the singles, the album is solid. I like it better than California. Matt Skiba has taken from... Alkaline Trio has filled in the spot so well with Blink-182, he has risen Blink-182 up higher and in the best evolution possible. It is so great. He kills it on this album, too. Oh, it's, that's good. It really is. It's an exciting listen. It's fun to listen to it, which is weird to think because it's a lot darker in tone. It's not the cheeriest album to hear. It talks about the album is based on current social world events and Mark Hop- Mark Hoppus's bout with, with depression and fighting that. Mm. And they're upbeat, or they're not upbeat, but like they're fun songs to listen to with a good catchy choruses and hooks. Well, good. Yeah. And this is exactly what it should be. Yeah. So it's worth checking out. I'm gonna put the album review up. That'll be up Thursday or Friday. I'm still writing the review right now. I'm almost done with it, then I'll start editing it. Nice. But it's fun, it's great. And this is where Gretchen and I's um opinion come in on this blink 182 is going to be performing at aftershock in sacramento california later in october Woo! i know gresham and i are really excited, excited. i am too i've never seen blink 182 i've always wanted to i've seen them before They're okay really right cool. and you can yeah. and you like them right oh my Live. god They're okay that's perfect. that's all that's what i figure yeah see the thing is they stick out like a sore thumb on the aftershock lineup yeah just a little bit And the thing is, the DWT festivals are amazing, and they always have one or two bands or artists on every big three-day festival that breaks the mold a little. They always have an outlier that's something different. Two years ago at Aftershock, they had Run the Jewels, and it was fantastic. And they were the only band like that. I mean, the headliners that night were Nine Inch Nails. And the next day was A Perfect Circle and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Run the Jewels was there, and it worked. Everyone loved it. So you can't say, oh, why are they doing this? going to ruin the show. No, it doesn't. It may, they make it work. Yeah. I mean, Gretchen and I are going to Louder Than Life in less than two weeks. They have Ice Cube on the same day as Guns N' Roses and Godsmack and Hailstorm. I'm so excited. I know. That's, yeah, I'm excited too. But still, like going back to Blink, there's a, so much rock and metal elitist butthurt because Blink-182 is headlining on Saturday. Wow, wow. That is exactly right. On Friday night... (laughs) I know. See, Gretchen and I will probably go over the Aftershock lineup on another week, like probably the weekend before Aftershock. Mm -hmm. We'll do that lineup breakdown like we did for Louder Than Life last week. 
We won't do it this time, but still, on Friday night, Slipknot is headlining. On Sunday night, Tool is headlining. Saturday, Blink-182. Even those bands three alone, Blink stands out. But where so much of the butthurt is coming is that Rob Zombie is second to last on Saturday night. So Rob Zombie leads to Blink-182, which I admit, that's odd. It is. It's a, it's a bit strange, but it is. But at the same time, Blink One Eighty Two is not a small band, and they just had no. an album come out by that point, and it makes sense. It's a unique entity. It's something different, and it's going to work. Well, and oh. it draws in a completely different crowd. It does, and so People it's a pumped. smart it, it's a smart move to put them as a headliner because yeah. it'll get those people. Cause them to stay. Yeah. And they're the ones that'll just buy the Saturday pass. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine. Yeah. That's what they're there for. And that's going to work too. And also Rob Zombie's a lot of fun. And that leads into Blink-182, which is a lot of fun, I imagine. Oh yeah. They're, they're a ton of fun. So yeah. So I don't see the problem. But again, so much butthurt is also coming because Corn leads into Tool on Sunday. And people are irate because Corn is not one of the headliners, but Blink is. I mean, and who's it, to say that Corn couldn't perform Saturday? And I know. Be the headliner. They. The thing is, Corn has headlined festivals already this year. They were yeah. headlined at Welcome to Rockville. Yeah. So they've headlined many other DWP festivals. It's fine. What's the big deal? Let Blink have this one in California, by the way, where they're yeah. huge. How do people not see this is not a, a, I don't know. And I say people, this is not the majority. It's just, I say that it's not the majority, but there are, it is a big portion of people that are screaming betrayal and just going out of their minds because Blink-182's headlining on a rock and metal festival. Okay. They've earned it. Yeah. It's like who, okay, you know, of all the bands that say you want corn again, they have a new album that just came out, and it's solid. I like it fine. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's the same show. Corn is a staple of these DW fest- DWP festivals for good reason. Blink right. is finally, that's something new and fresh, is a household name band and has a new album and is probably going to go out of their way to get, make a memorable show. Oh, yeah. Maybe even more so than their tour. Because a lot of bands do that. Like, they'll do something special just for the festival performances. Right. So, I don't know. That's just what annoys me about that. Um, there's a Facebook, like, there's Facebook groups for all at the uh, DWP festivals. Like, Gretchen and I are part of the Welcome to Rockville Facebook group for rock villains. There's a big one for Louder Than Life. And Sonic, it was Rock on the Range. There's probably one, they probably changed the name for Sonic Temple. There's a group for Monster After, like, Monster Energy Aftershock. Um, I think they call themselves Aftershockers, but I could be wrong on that. <laughs> but the group is very yeah monster aftershock attendees and the group is very active by thousands on thousands of people up like posting every day talking about music who they're excited for but if you scroll down you'll see so many blink 182 memes about how they suck they don't deserve to be there people are upset the tools headlining they think corn should headline over tool oh and in my <laughs> mind i'm thinking what are you talking about but uh... that's just me like, yeah, I mean, everyone's got their got their I agree. favorites and and whatever, but I mean, yeah, that's mm. yeah, that I, yeah. I hey, you know what, whatever, that's that. Mm. We'll go over the um, 
you can check out the aftershock lineup online i'll probably i might post a link if i remember just like a, like a picture of the headline or of the mm -hmm. lineup and we'll do the breakdown in a few weeks but at the same time i was about to say because the there are a lot of other ones yeah. on there that are making people raise their eyebrows i know and at the same time this lineup for aftershock 2019 is my favorite of the year yeah by far and i really enjoyed sonic temple and welcome to rockville by f i really loved them gretchen could attest like how i love both of them mm -hmm. but yeah this aftershock lineup is huge this yeah. is by far my favorite of the year and that is saying something so yeah. if you don't like blink 182 that's fine you don't have to like every band but don't just sit there and go, uh, this is this band shouldn't even be here, and anyone that likes him's lame. All right. Or, go back or to, to say go back. something like, Oh, I'm gonna leave early. Okay, bye. Bye. Th thanks for clearing up parking for us. About, we get out. I was about to say that makes room for those of us who actually care. I know. And there'll be a lot of people staying for blink. Yep. Yeah. There yeah, will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and you know what? And that's fine. And like people are saying, uh, I'm just gonna leave after. I don't want to stay for tool. Okay, don't. Who cares? <laughs> Fine. It's your money. It's your ticket. Do whatever you want. I was about to say you can come and go. Well, you can't come and go. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Once you're gone, you go. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just the lineup's solid. I am a I am a big fan of this aftershock lineup. I yeah. love it. So yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Yep. Hopefully, if you're going to be at Aftershock or Louder Than Life this year, leave a comment. Let us know. I think that'll be an awesome one. Um, mm -hmm. And hit us up because Gretchen and I will be there both. Uh, we'll be at Louder Than Life for sure. We're hoping to get approved for Aftershock. We won't hear back probably for another week or so. Mm. So hopefully in a week from now, you'll hear both of us really excited about getting approved to that too. Fingers but I know. Exactly. I've been to the last two. Um, the park is a dust bowl, and I came back with sinus infections and allergic reactions both years, but I've been on allergy shots, and we'll, both Gretchen and I have dust masks now, and we're going to be wearing those, so hopefully we'll be okay for three days. Hopefully. Fingers exactly. crossed. Yes. <laughs> so with that being said, the last thing I wanted to talk about with you is something we, we talked about yesterday when we were in the car. Mm. Um, Gretchen and I are big fans of SiriusXM. I've had it for since I got my new car back in 2010. Like I've let it expire the subscription, but then I renew when I get a good mm -hmm. deal because that's just the trick everyone plays with Sirius XM. You let oh, yeah. it go for a year, you cancel, you wait three months, and they give you a crazy deal. Like we'll let you have Sirius XM for a year for five dollars and a high five. Like all right, like I could use a high five, right? And that's what they do. They do crazy <laughs> stuff like that. It's a weird business model, but then again, Sirius XM's doing really well consistently. Mm -hmm. So what we were talking about, like through the over 100 plus stations on SiriusXM, there's always something for everyone. The rock stations are solid. There's great variety. I listen to Octane, uh, Liquid Metal, Lithium. I love for the 90s stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Alt Nation for the alternative. The, uh, what is it? Uh, the Spectrum, which is a lot of stadium rock from, yes yeah. from yesteryear all the way up to today. I love that one. Uh, what other stations do you like on Sirius, Gretchen? I mean, I usually just flip-flop between Octane and Lithium. Okay, there you Those go. Those are like my two. Right. So Gretchen and I probably listen to Octane. If not the most, then it's up there for both of us. Yeah. And as much as we love Octane, I'm a big fan of uh, Jose Mangan. Um, and he's not a part of this either. Like, I'm just saying, like, I'm 
all the positives for Octane. Right. Just um, exactly. You know, Katie Babs is doing a lot of stuff on there now. Mm-hmm. Rant Random still doing his weekly updates for news, so which is funny. He's <laughs> he's a pervert and disgusting, but I have I to admit, he him. makes me laugh every time. <laughs> he catches me off guard and he's witty, so I gotta give it to him. He's hysterical. Yeah, and there's so many good things about it. The one problem with Sirius XM Octane specifically. They play so much great music, but they also are responsible for killing a song by playing it so much that you never want to hear it again. Yep. Sirius XM's Octane, like they take pride in bringing you new music first and like discovering oh, yeah. new artists. And they should. They have helped make careers. And I love that. Yeah, but one of them they... was like uh, Bad Wolves. Yep, they, Bad they Wolves when they really did Zombie, the zombie mm-hmm. cover, you know? They were the ones who really pushed that. There's so many others that like it's not even worth counting off because we could be here for another hour. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, at least in the past year, maybe year and a half, maybe longer, when they finally post a new band and they say discover it first on Sirius XM and they take them under that Sirius XM banner, they -hmm. will play one song of theirs to death, literally engrave it in the ground. So you can have to walk around it in order to ignore it. It's intense. Ah, what song were we listening to yesterday that came on the air that were like, I like this song. It's just getting played to the point of insanity. Um, well we heard, there were a few, but the one that I remember was, um, uh, Saul brother. Yeah. Saul brother. And which is a fine song. I'm going to link yeah. to it. Too, you know? It's a, it's a like, great song. They played that song so much. I think it was hourly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. saying something for a channel with no commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They can play, they, they no play anything they want whenever they want. And they play Saul's brother hourly for yep. Yeah, when it was I brand months, new. I would say, I would honestly say new. over a month. Yep. And they just played it so much that it's like, all right, all right, yeah, it's good. We get the brothers, the brother scream. We get it. It's fun. Yes. Brother. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, anything, anything else? <laughs> hey, maybe not anything else, but still, what else? What else does Saul have? Can we, can we hear something else now? Yeah, exactly. Anything else? Check out the like another one. We know they have more than one song. You would not have played them if they only had one. There's yep. no way. But I think that's the one problem with Sirius. They get like that feather on their cap of bringing you this new artist and they will not let it go. Yep. Another artist that both Gretchen and I really adore and are really into is Ice Nine Kills. Yes. And we love the uh, Silver Scream. They're playing so every good. single song from the Silver Scream on Octane now, it feels like, as a single. Yeah. And they're making music videos for all of them, and they're a lot of fun. Their live show's great. But SiriusXM is playing now songs from the album that don't even work on the radio. Yeah, no. They really don't. Some of those are just not meant to be aired. Yeah, okay. and it's and that's not even a knock on the song. It's just no, not No, just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and they're even doing that because like Sirius XM is like the Sirius XM Accelerators tour is featured with Ice Nine Kills headlining that. That's a fun tour. That's a great show to be sponsored by Sirius XM. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you got to take it easy a little bit. (laughs) Then again, like we say that for new bands, would you rather have that or would you rather hear Godsmack's Bulletproof over and over again? And hey, if you like the song, that's fun. You like the song? That's fine. I used to like it too. But now <laughs> that I've heard like the word it. bulletproof so many times to the point where it's burned in my brain that I can't listen to it anymore. I can't. <laughs> it's just impossible. 
That is one that that's another one that they played just repeatedly. Yeah, that was to the point of insanity for Bulletproof. And it's not even a band that's been recently discovered. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I admit I was not crazy about their most recent album, When Legends Rise at All. That title track was the only one I thought was like really worth something. Mm -hmm. Just my opinion. But they killed that song Bulletproof and they are still blasting it. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it played while we were in the car yesterday oh, at some point. Fairly it if, if it wasn't then, it was like sometime over the weekend. But oh yeah. my gosh, it's been so it's been over a year and they're still playing it like it's this hot new deal. Mm-hmm. Ugh, let it go. Let it go. We love Octane. We cannot oh, yeah. stress that enough. I yeah. met Jose Megan last year. He was the coolest guy. I want to meet him. I know. He's usually at the deal. He was at Welcome to Rockville. I was about to say, we saw him from a distance. Oh, I saw him in the photo pit. Oh, well, I saw him from a distance. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, we actually said, hey, what's going on? Hey, while we were Ampi. Wow. It was a cool moment. But still, I mean, there's so many good people that work for Sirius and for Octane specifically. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, uh, you got to move past playing Three it's different songs, song. same song. Three different songs, same song. You, that what that every fourth song gets old real quick, mm-hmm. real quick. So, yeah. I mean, that's the and that's part of the problem. That's why I think we both love series because it beats out the FM format. Because FM will do the same three songs over and over again, no variety, and then have twenty minutes of commercials every hour. Right. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no thanks. Can't go back. Nope, just can't do it. However, um, I admit, sometimes I just wish they wouldn't kill songs until they were dead. Like when they do the Biggins Top 15, that makes sense when you have to play them at those times. That's awesome. That makes total sense. That doesn't mean you have to keep playing the same song every hour. (sighs) They just want to make sure that we hear it. We've heard it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) We got it, guys. (laughs) Got the message. We know brother there. It's taken care of. I mean, I guess we could at least say this. At least we're not, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it has happened with songs we can't stand to. Yeah. Probably. So we I won't get into that. Right. Yeah, we won't list off songs. Again. And yeah, but still at the I same time. I like this one. <laughs> yeah. But again, I speak for Gretchen. I think I could safely speak for her. We love Sirius XM. We love Octane. It's just that one little thing sometimes really kills it. It's like, oh, please don't play Savages from Ice Nine Kills again. Please, please, please. Yeah, it's a good one. But now I'm starting not to like it anymore. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't like Sirius XM, I wouldn't pay for a subscription. Exactly, we would not pay for the yearly (laughs) subscription because we have enough subscriptions going on in our lives anyway. God, yeah. I pay for Hulu, you know, so that's one of yep. them. I have software subscriptions for all the editing stuff I do, like for Adobe. Yep, same. That alone is... Uh, 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 so. Netflix, Hulu. If you're a subscriber to uh, SiriusXM, this is something I want to know. If you're subscribed to Sirius online or with your car stereo, let me know what stations you listen to. Yeah. Put that in the comments, because I'm sure... I'm curious to hear what other people listen to, like what other rock stations or non-rock stations. Or if you non-rock. listen to like some of the pop or rap, there's tons of country. There's comedy stations. Comedy Central has their own station on Sirius. It's actually really good. I was going to say, I used to listen to, um, what is it, Sirius Hits 1. Yeah. It's like Channel 2 or something like that. Um, right. And I used to listen to like the older country. Yeah. Like, um, is like that the, the highway? 90s. 
No, I, th- I feel like the highway is like newer ones. There was one though that's like late nineties, early two thousand. I'm like that was when I looked. Okay, country. I gotcha. Yeah, before it turned into pop pop EDM country. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is now. I I can totally see why people love that nineties country, early nineties oh, country. I love that music. Even like late nineties country, totally get it. But yeah, twenty nineteen country. Oh my yeah, no, goodness, what's going on? It is not the same. Yeah. So. Uh, that being said, we discussed a lot with the Hell Omega link and the Little Wayne debacle and Aftershock and Sirius. So I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in again. Um, we're still trying to get the subscriber count over a thousand on the YouTube channel for the podcast. I know we keep harping on that, but once we get that over to a thousand, we get all the features unlocked for YouTube, and that's a big deal for us. So if you haven't subscribed yet, please do tell your friends, you know, if you have extra YouTube or Google accounts, have subscribe on that too. Tell your friends to subscribe if you want to check it out. We're also on speaker, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I should say, not iTunes. We're on all of those. We're going to keep doing this weekly as much as we can. We might have some travel situations that might like, push the recording dates a few days back, but still we'll be here. Mm-hmm. So please, we really want to get to a thousand. So that way we can get this going, like really push this to the next level. Woo. That being said, um, hopefully this time next week, we'll have news about going to Aftershock and yeah. we'll be getting ready for Louder Than Life because we'll be in full preparation mode, talking about who the bands we want to see, interviews we're setting up, things like that. Also, if for anyone that's new listening, you can check out the main Rocked channel. If you just type in Rocked, I'll have the link in the below. Also, in the description, in the YouTube comments, and the YouTube cards, you can hear links into the music and videos that we talked about so that we have something to really focus on. Finally, Gretchen, I would like you to just give a little plug for your channel, Go Gretchen, on YouTube. You can check out her her channel in the YouTube card in the description below. Gretchen, if you could sum up your channel briefly, what would you? What can they find on your channel? Um, Pearson awesome. Vincent. Okay, then. Wait, I was trying to think of something witty. I was going oh, okay. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't quite do it. That's Body okay. mods. There you go. Body mods. Okay. Tons of piercing tutorials, information, guidelines, just tons of stuff from A to Z on that. Tattoo information. She's also doing other fun stuff too. Like she's uh, Stitch Fix unboxings, book reviews, tons like for just lifestyle. But if you've ever had questions about piercing, tutorials, information, where to go, do's and not do's, horror stories about piercings that fans submit to her, which are I want to be honest, Christian. Some of them are kind of gross. They kind of freak me out. But that's it's interesting. And I, and I also want to put a disclaimer. You put you said piercing tutorials. Those are separated. I'm not showing anyone how to do a piercing. Go to a professional for that. Okay, fair enough. But you give all the information and stuff yes. like that. You also do stretching. So oh yeah. So that's a tutorial in a way. That's kind of, yeah, kind of, okay. I'm the, fair. There I'll we go. Okay, good. So that being said, thank you all for listening. I will hear from back from you soon. We'll hopefully be back next week. You can check out the Blink-182 review on 9 coming up on hopefully Friday. I'll be working on my long video soon. And Gretchen, do you have anything else you'd like to end with? Drink more water. That's a step up from last week. Good (laughs) job, Gretchen. I thought about it. (laughs) I thought since last week, every night. You're like, what is something that I can offer? There Drink you go. Drink your water. <laughs>
Okay, I'm going to cut it right there with drink your water. That was great. Good job. Drink your water, damn it.